0: Welcome to Knowledgeable Aging. I'm your host, Jason Kotar. Joining us today to talk about reverse mortgage strategies in retirement is Ernie Castro. Ernie has spent the last 13 years of his career originating reverse mortgage loans in the DC metro area. His expertise, understanding, and ability to work through complex problems has helped him close nearly 400 loans. Thank you for being here today, Ernie. How are you?
1: Jason, it's
2: a pleasure. Thanks a lot. I'm doing great.
0: Great, great. Well, before we get started, Ernie, um, for those joining us today, if you have any questions, type those questions into the box, and time permitting, we will do everything in our power to get those answered. So, Ernie, reverse mortgage strategies in retirement.
1: That's right. Uh, we, uh, My objective here today is just to introduce everyone to the reverse mortgage, what you need to know, some of the changes that have happened, uh, quite, a, quite a few changes over the last few years, and how uh, strategies using reverse mortgages are being employed by financial planners and post retirement plans. And uh, I'm just going to start by reading from Dr. Wade Fowle, who is probably the leading uh, person as far as research on uh, using re- reverse mortgages in retirement strategy, and this is from Chapter 6 of his book on how to use reverse mortgages to secure your retirement. Conventional wisdom on how to treat housing wealth in retirement was to preserve it as a last resort option. If it did not need to be used, the home may be left as part of the legacy for the next generation. However, starting in 2012, a series of articles were published in the Journal of Financial Planning in investigating how obtaining a Heckam reverse
2: mortgage early in retirement and then Strategically spending from the available credit can help improve the sustainability of retirement income strategies.
1: So, it's been a fairly recent development that this product has started uh, to be included in financial planning. And uh, we're no longer considered the loan of last resort. We are appealing to the mass affluence segment of the older demographic now. So, that's what I, I wanted to let you know how this is how this has developed recently over the years so let me get it there we go this is just a simple diagram kind of shows how uh, mountain climbing retirement kind of have some similarities uh during life we're ascending we're trying to get to that pinnacle which is retirement. And there's different strategies uh, and different ways to do that to reach that pinnacle. And uh, this is called the accumulation stage. We're working, we're saving, we're investing until we get to the top, the time we want to retire. And then the descent on the way back down, that's our distribution phase. And this descent is where we're pulling money from investments and assets to live the type of retirement that we can enjoy and thrive in. Now most retirees share the same common goals in retirement, longevity. You know, you retire at 65, you don't know if you're going to be in retirement for 15 years, 20 years, 25, even 30 years, so you have to keep that in mind when you're planning. Your lifestyle, what kind of retirement do you want to enjoy do you want to be able to do the things that you've dreamed about doing all your life when you're in retirement liquidity you need to balance your portfolio needs change constantly uh, during life events happen where you might need more liquidity and finally legacy uh, what do we want to leave your the future generation? what is your legacy going to be and that's those are all common items that we think about when we're discussing retirement spread, And for most Americans, their largest investment is their home. It's not uncommon for me to meet people that I speak with and uh, show this product to. They've lived in their current home from 20, 30, up to even 50 years. is not unusual. And of course, during that time, it built a substantial amount of equity. So what if you decided to retire and you still were making monthly mortgage payments? How would your retirement cash flow look if you did not have to make those payments? Something to think about. So when you think about your cash flow um, in retirement, whoops. think about cash flow in retirement, you know, you leave a fairly well-paying job, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe you've both been working, if you're a married couple, had a nice income. You retire, that nice income is no longer there. Now you have to uh, go to the investment side and your portfolio to draw income and including Social Security. But what if you find out in, in retirement that your cash flow is just not where you need it to be each month? What are your options? If you could get a job, and a lot of people are definitely doing that. Um you see a lot more folks uh working into their seventies and even into their eighties. Uh you can sell your home, that's a great idea, you know. You might have a large five, six bedroom home, it's just you and your spouse, all the kids are gone, big yard, you don't want that any longer. You call Jason and he can help you uh find uh find a home that's more right sides or downsides for you so if you've decided to retire and your cash flow does not leave a lot of room you might want to refinance now refinancing is great you get home equity loan but the problem is you're going to have a payment the more you you uh draw from your home equity line the higher your payments going to be each month or another option is to get a heck of work What exactly is a HECM loan? Well, it's uh, it's a government-insured loan. It stands for Home Equity Conversion Mortgage. HECM is the acronym. Designed for homeowners at uh, at the age of 62 or above, and it's commonly known now as a reverse mortgage. And the biggest benefit by far is there are no monthly mortgage payments required, as long as you're in the loan. But you must continue to pay your property taxes and homeowner's insurance and maintain the home. And those are, those are the main items. And you must live there as your primary residence. You can't
2: get a reverse mortgage
1: and rent it to go live somewhere else. What so. are the advantages of a reverse mortgage? First of all, you are always on title to the home about the biggest misconception with reverse mortgages is let's say you have a $600,000 home and you qualify for $350,000 in a reverse mortgage and we'll talk about qualifications in a minute um, a lot of people think you're selling your home to the bank for $350,000 when some when time to, to uh, pay the loan back you just give the house back that's totally that's totally not true with this mortgage insurance that's built into the program, you'll never owe more than what your home is worth. You know, you could take out one of these at sixty-two, and if you're a couple, it's a very high percentage that one of you live into your 90s. So that's thirty years of being in the same home with never making a mortgage payment. You could end up owing more than what the home is worth. In that case, um, then let's say your heirs at that time could just then they could just return the home to the lender. They will not owe, owe anything more than what the home brings at sale. They would not be passing on any type of debt to your heirs or estate. You can stay in the home for as long as possible. A lot of people figured, think that, oh, what if my loan balance becomes more than what my house is worth at that time? That That is not a factor. Uh, you can stay in your home for as long as you possibly can. And obviously, you must, you will eliminate monthly mortgage payments. Again, you're responsible for your real estate taxes and homeowner's insurance. Uh, most counties in the DC area here offer up to 100% real estate tax relief. So that's something that uh, if you're considering this, you could look into too, and that could be part of the plan. And uh, how, how are the ways you can take uh, the equity that you built up in your home? several ways you can take a lump sum cash option I've I've had folks take lump sum cash they started a business for their children or grandchildren they put a grandchild through college or had the money there so they could go to college I've had folks take out a lump sum and buy another property it looks like a vacation property that the whole family can use so you can do the monthly monthly payout I mean excuse me the lump sum payout Another option is the monthly payout. And you can um, take that each month and that those proceeds are tax-free. They do not need to be reported on any type of tax forms, and that's by IRS statute. They are, it's not considered income. It's considered proceeds from a loan. You can keep some of the money in a line of credit, and the line of credit has a built-in guaranteed growth tax it's usually equal roughly equal to the amount of interest being paid on the loan so if you're accumulating uh, your balance is accumulating interest of four percent your line of credit on your uh uh, will be growing at four percent also so we're in that range basically if you start out the loan with a hundred thousand dollar line of credit at four percent at the end of one year you'll have a hundred and four thousand dollars That was built into the program for a couple factors. The older you are, the more of your home's equity is available to you. And two, we do assume that the asset that we're lending on, the home, is going to appreciate the value. So that's why this line of credit is built in and it's a great feature, and financial planners really like that. And you could do a combination of these. You can switch from one to the other at any time without any type of penalty or anything. So.
0: These are very, very
1: flexible loans. And how we calculate the amount that your uh, home, how much of your home's equity is available to you with a reverse mortgage is we use the age of the youngest borrower. So if it's a couple and the the, the husband, let's say, is 70 and the wife is 63, we will use the 63-year-old birthday in calculating. Uh, will determine the existing equity left in the home. The, uh, numbers will be based on a, an appraisal. An FHA appraisal must be performed and the, uh, number that the appraisal comes up with, that that'll be used to, uh, determine the percentage of your home value and, and, and the current interest rate, which is, they are at pretty much historic lows right now. This is just run through real quick. You know, most all lenders at, at this point are um, local, nationwide, HUD-approved, members of NERMLA, and accredited. So, if uh, if someone's interested, contacts me for a reverse mortgage. Um, I will obviously make those calculations we just talked about. But I'd like I I'd lo- I'd love I to set up. Uh, in-home consultations. I believe this is the type of product that really has to be explained in a face-to-face type meeting so you can look at the numbers and go over them and make sure everybody understands. And at these meetings, I I love having interested children there or your financial advisor there, your attorney. Uh I would say the more the merrier because uh I want to make sure that uh everyone understands how, how the product works and also uh, that everyone involved is on the same page so we don't have any miscommunication this is true every situation is unique so we tailor i like to tailor the programs to fit the specific needs of each individual borrower and we can do that i am going to now switch gears a little bit that's that's how the The loan operates and some basic tenets of the reverse mortgage. I'm going to flip into now some of the uh, ways that reverse mortgages are being used in financial planning today. Here we go. Um, Number one we're going to show here is that HECM growing line of credit. Uh, Financial advisors love having different buckets Of assets to draw from Mm -hmm. Uh, this is certainly uh, built up home equity could be a a bucket that you could draw from at any time again it's tax-free you know when you set up a financial plan go to your financial planner considering retiring you're 60 years old uh, you want to retire at 65 you know these, these planners put 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 the Take your current assets and what your future assets might look like and come up with a plan they're very good at doing that but what happens This uh, one factor is you you you've got this plan you put it in place with the assets you have and one of the spouses gets sick. well if you have long-term care insurance you've got a way to take care of that and avoid that time bomb. but if you don't That could be a very hefty monthly uh, obligation that you haven't planned for. Having the uh, reverse mortgage line of credit could be a way to mitigate that. You can uh, draw from that at at any time to uh, help pay and cover for health uh, care expenses. Uh, Number two, something uh, financial planners refer to as uh, sequence of return risk. Let's say you you retired last year and you had you're starting to draw from your portfolio, and then this COVID situation happens and the market took a 20, 30 percent drop. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're selling those assets that you've accumulated in your investments at at lower pricing, uh, you're 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 going to be depleting your investment portfolio at a much more rapid pace. So a strategy that's being used is you've opened up the reverse mortgage line of credit. When you see a market downturn, you stop taking money from your investment. You shut off that sticket and you turn on the home equity line of of credit sticket to uh, get your monthly income from. And that has been proven by Dr. Pfau and and many others that uh, that strategy alone really and improves your chances of having an overall successful retirement. We talked briefly about this a little earlier. Um, you have the big home, doesn't really serve you as well, you're tired of mowing the grass, and you've been to your friends' 55 plus community, really like it. You want to look into that's where you want to go. You want to purchase a new home in your retirement age. There is a reverse mortgage for purchase. And this uh, example uh you've sold your home you had five hundred thousand dollars in equity you want to purchase a brand new home uh and it costs three hundred fifty thousand dollars there's two ways to have no mortgage payments in in your retirement years you buy your destination home all cash or you use a reverse mortgage for purchase to uh, acquire that asset in this situation um the, the, the HECM could provide, provides 150000 of the purchase price. You bring 200000 in cash to uh, the table, you have your $350,000 and you uh, have purchased your new home. You do not have a mortgage payment to make and you still have $150,000 of that uh, equity from the sale of the property to use as, uh, at your discretion. Uh, and then to keep it in your investment portfolio or use it for any other purpose, so really, really frees up a lot more cash flow in, in, in uh, retirement. As you know, Social Security can can begin at 62. We're going I'm going to go down to the bottom left here. Uh, when you take uh, Social Security at 62, you're only going to get 75% of what you're eligible for because the retirement age is now 66. Uh, full retirement age is 66 years and 4 months I'm 64 and 3 months so I'm, I'm I'm looking into it and I was on uh, <laughs> Mr. Norse's uh, webinar a week or two ago on social security it was very very informative so you can see at the bottom if you wait till you're 70 you're getting almost 1800 so almost $800 more per month you could use the reverse mortgage and the line of credit to bridge that gap to give you the income you need instead of taking it from Social Security so that's a strategy that's been used and since the uh, Heckam reverse mortgage all all, uh, proceeds are non-taxable you can draw from your line of credit to reduce your uh, yearly uh, uh, your yearly income if if you're above certain uh, level
2: and capital gains taxes are really taking uh, a hit on there. You can reduce your taxes if you have a lower a lower tax rate and uh, that
1: also helps with portfolio longevity. So those are uh, some of the strategies that are being utilized today, Jason. And let's see if I have one more here I wanna show you and then we can maybe get into some questions. Perfect. So let me just show, I have media, right? yeah. Don't have it at my fingertips, sorry. But I can just tell you that. Um, well, there it is. Right. This, these are the um, little comparison between getting a home equity line and the HECM line of credit. I mean, you know, many folks say, "Well, I just can just get a line of credit. It's going to be a lot less fees. And uh, why wouldn't I do that instead of getting the the, the home equity line of credit?" Well uh with a home equity line you have monthly payments that are required usually interest only for the first 10 years then starts advertising for the rest of the, the term and that could really people get a sticker shock when they start having to pay interest and and uh, principal home equity line uh no payment there's no home equity line of growth on the HELOC side but there is on the Heckam line of credit um, this is that this happened after the crash in 2008 you had a hundred thousand dollar home equity line with your bank they called you and said your home equity line is now fifty thousand because of the uh the uh crisis the home the uh, home value prices from the recession there that will never happen with a reverse mortgage you always maintain the same growing line of credit as long as one of you living in the home the due date uh on a Heckam is uh when the Last eligible borrower is no longer living in the home. That's when the loan becomes due and payable, uh, full time. They've either
0: both passed away,
1: they've sold the home, or they've had to go to like a nursing facility full time and can't live in their home. That's when the loan's due and payable. You have due dates with, uh, with the HELOC. You might have a prepayment penalty. For, for, for the HELOC, uh, the Heckam line of credit, no, no prepayment penalty at all. These are fully insured by the FHA, HELOCs are not. Sometimes you have annual fees with a the HELOC, there are no fees with the HECM line of credit. So that is what I wanted to go over today uh, with everyone. Uh, Jason, if there are any questions, uh, yeah, i glad got a, to handle those right there. Got a
0: few questions. Got a few questions Ernie. Perfect. Thank you very much. Um, first question, somebody asked, is it true that a reverse mortgage that the lender actually owns the home?
2: No, we, we touched on that briefly um, during the slideshow. You always maintain title to your home. The okay. It's just a lien that's recorded just like a regular mortgage, but you always have title you get a reverse mortgage, five years later, you decide you want to sell it. You don't have to ask permission or anything. You just find Jason, have him sell your home for the best price, and, uh, and uh, you know, the, the just pay off the mortgage when you go to closing, and you keep the rest.
0: Good. And somebody asked just for clarification. Do you have to own your home free and clear to get a reverse mortgage? That's
2: another common one. Uh, glad you asked that. Yeah, there's a perception out there that you have to own your home uh 100% free and clear. That is just not true. Uh What has to happen, though, is any liens against the property must be satisfied. Uh, so the reverse mortgage um, could be in first lien position. So we do the calculation. <clears throat> Let's say you have a $600,000 house. You have uh a $300,000 mortgage on it. Uh, we do the calculation. We see that you will qualify for 350000 in a reverse mortgage. We would pay this of awesome $300,000 loan at that point, and you'd have $50,000 left over either to use in cash or payments or in a line of credit.
0: Um, what happens if you use up all the money um, in a reverse mortgage? What happens then, Ernie?
2: Okay. Uh, you know, you get monthly statements, and... Um, you know, depending on what you've utilized, it'll show what your balance is. And, you know, as the months and years go by with, you know, interest accruing and things like that, let's say you've, you've utilized all the money that was available to you uh in the reverse mortgage and you owe and you see that your balance has gone above what your home is worth. Now, nothing would happen. Uh, You could stay in the home for as long as you possibly can. There just would not be any funds available to you uh, through the reverse mortgage. But uh, all the terms uh, as far as staying there and uh, not making payments would would remain in effect.
1: And then that might
2: be true. I was was just going to say that it's going to be more true in, you know, maybe areas of the country where the housing values aren't where they are here in the Washington, D.C. metro area where folks have a ton of equity.
0: Right, and to clarify, Ernie, the, since you're going off uh, the approval process, the youngest individual, so when that person passes, that's when the reverse mortgage needs to be paid back, correct?
2: Well, here's here's what happens in the situation where um, you, you have a married couple. If, if the older, you know, let's say the older, well, it doesn't matter, if one of the spouses passes away and... The other spouse that was on the loan is still alive, still living in the home as their primary residence. the The loan just continues as is. If you were getting monthly payments, you'll still consider getting you'll still uh, get the monthly payments. I just want to say one caveat though. Um, If you're a married couple, as long as one of you is above the age of 62, you can um, do the reverse mortgage. However, the younger borrower would be considered an eligible non-borrowing spouse so you get the reverse mortgage the husband at the time was 70 the wife was 59. Um, 10 years later he passes the younger spouse would still be able to live in the home for as long as they possibly can however they would not have access to any of the benefits Uh, let's say if the the older one passed, there was a hundred thousand in the line of credit. That, uh, not eligible non-borrowing spouse would not have access to those funds, but could live in the home without ever making a payment, uh, until she could no longer live there.
0: From beginning to end, Ernie. So, if somebody is thinking about a reverse mortgage, so the minute they call you, what's the typical time frame for approval and for the actual reverse mortgage to, or for the Heckam to actually to to start?
2: Well, that's a good question. Uh, we are in the in the COVID era right now. Before COVID, I would say the 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 typical process was about 35 days. Now I'm going to say it's more like 45 to 50 days simply because everything is taking longer, uh, taking longer for title work to come in, taking longer for uh, appraisals to come in and those type of things. So my my typical answer for my, my new uh, borrowers is expect it to be in the 45 day range from uh, counseling and, and application to closing.
0: Um, You had mentioned, Ernie, some of the reasons that why somebody would consider a reverse mortgage, whether it's long-term care, health. Are there some other reasons why you think when you sit down with somebody that maybe a reverse mortgage mortgage does make more sense?
2: Well, yes. I mean, a lot of folks want to remain in their homes for as long as possible. But as you're aging, your home is not uh, aging with you, let's say. So uh, they would a big reason why people do this is to have the monies uh, available to be able to retrofit the home, so you, you can age in place uh, easier. Uh, that's a big reason. Um, you know, funding for long-term care. Yeah, that's another. That's another thought. Um, you know, just basic uh, monthly cash flow improvements. Just by paying off an existing mortgage and having that twelve hundred, fifteen hundred dollars available uh, in, in, uh, in monthly cash flow to do the things you really want to do is, is, uh, you know, desirable for a lot of, a lot of folks.
0: Right. Uh, last question. So you, um, DC Metro, if somebody is living in say in Iowa and they were interested in a reverse mortgage, could they call you? Do you recommend somebody else? How can people find you?
1: Well, um, let's see. I'm going to put something on the screen here
0: oh there we go Uh,
2: this is my number and my email Uh, we're a national organization Uh, if someone is in a a state that I'm not licensed in I could certainly um, I'd be glad to see if the loan which could work for them and if they if it does I would uh, put them in contact with somebody in in their uh, state that could help them I'm I'm uh, licensed in the district, Maryland, Virginia, and the state of
0: Florida. Okay. And for those that are going to be listening to us on our podcast today, Ernie Castro, C-A-S-T-R-O, your phone number is 703-447-7036, and your email is ecastro at aag.com, ecastro at aag.com. Is there anywhere else or any other way that people can get a hold of you, Ernie?
2: Well, that, these are the two two best ways to get a hold of me. Um, okay. We are coming up with our own uh, personal websites. They're in development now, but they're just not available uh, from AAG.
0: Okay, we're good. But, uh, well, very good stuff. Right. Well, I,
2: monor- okay. I monitor these. I monitor these constantly. So, you know, <laughs> I grew up in the restaurant business. Uh, I, I don't mind uh, being available seven days a week.
0: Very good. Well, Ernie, thank you so much. Uh, really good information. hopefully we'll, people will start to, uh, to start to explore the options as they get to retirement and um, consider a reverse mortgage. So once again, uh, my name is Jason Kotar. I am the host of Knowledgeable Aging.